Hello, heroes. Welcome to Modifier. I'm your host, Megan Dornbrock. Hey there, heroes. It's the spookiest month of the year, and I have some very spooky games to share with you. The episodes I have for you this month also feature very good, very dear friends of mine, so if it sounds like we're doing a lot of smiling this month and, and not so much screaming, I, I promise you, we are. First up, in this episode, I chat with Taylor Labresh about his game 13 Demon Princes. This game is a hack of singularity, which we get into, and while the premise did sort of come from me goofing around on Twitter, this game is all because of Taylor and his slew of amazing writers. Until this recording, I hadn't had a chance to hear much about this game yet, so join me as Taylor talks about why he used singularity for this particular vision, and more about this collaborative hacking process. Also, it's a game about demons! Let's get to the show. All right, heroes, this week I am joined by Taylor Labresh, who you may know from lots of things on the internet. Uh, we're going to talk about his game 13 Demon Princes that's on Kickstarter right now. Um, hey, Taylor. Hey, Meg. I'm really excited to be here. I'm so excited you're here. Ah, yeah. <laughs> this is good. I'm very, very psyched for this episode. Oh, um, yeah. But would you like to introduce yourself a little bit, some things that you've worked on or places that people might know you from? Absolutely. Um, so my name is Taylor, like we said. Uh, I am living and breathing on Twitter at Leviathan Files. So please <laughs> just give me a shout there. I love hanging out with all sorts of awesome game folks. Um, but yeah, I've been writing games since about 2015 uh, and doing podcasts about the same time. Um, and actually, this is a very surreal experience uh, as the One Shot Network kind of got me into both of those things. And so, Me? yeah. Uh, so I, I write a lot of like small, weird games, but I have some bigger ones. Uh, the one that I really enjoy is uh, Creatures of Blood and Flesh, which mm -hmm. um, we we talked about a couple times on my show, Meg, uh, mm -hmm. like way back when I was still writing it. But it started as a Mass Effect hack because everyone has a Mass Effect hack. Oh, yes. But then turned into its own kind of standalone universe for the Cypher System creator through uh, Monty Cook Games. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then um, I have a collected edition of uh, all of my small games through Riverhouse Games is the brand that I sell at conventions and kind of give out to folks as I see. Um, I'm trying to get that like in a storefront somewhere that people can purchase it online. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I bring a stack to cons and usually I leave without that stack. So that's been very awesome. fun. And then uh, I do podcasts as well. So I started with The Leviathan Files, which was a Mass Effect D20 actual play. Mm -hmm. uh, moved into a project that I am still very, very, like, moved by um, and changed by making, which is uh, From the Jackals to the Shepherds, which is a weekly The Quiet Year playthrough where I played through one card at a time every week. So playing the story of a year in this community, I went through a year of my life. Mm -hmm. Um and I really got to see, now that it's done, I got to look back and see on how that process changed me as a person, changed me as a writer, changed me as like a game designer. That was really surreal uh, of an yeah. experience. And then the show that I do all the time that I am like also really super proud about is Game Closet. Uh, and that's a informal chat show with uh, queer and LGBT plus folks in the tabletop role playing game community. And that's just that is my excuse to meet awesome like queer <laughs> folks. <laughs> uh, and then a podcast gets made uh, like after nice. the fact. <laughs> 
That's that's the best kind of project is when you can use it for kind of selfish purposes, but a then also bit. you make a good thing. Yeah. Like, that's cool. And also, I just wanted to add that I feel like you have the best titles for your games. Oh my goodness, thank you. Yeah, they're they're very I mean, they're very poetic, but they're also very very visceral. Like you you get a very specific image, I feel like when when oh reading the titles of your games. So, yeah. they're <laughs> I, I like to joke that my RPG superpower is naming things, and I'm glad that that applies mm-hmm. to my games as well. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that is. That is your superpower, and it's very <laughs> helpful. Thank you. Um, yeah. Taylor is is going to be on Thetis one day when Thetis happens and is a thing. At some point. <laughs> yeah. It's happening. It's, yeah. It's so good. So, but we are going to talk specifically about 13 Demon Princes today, which mm-hmm. is a hack of singularity. Um, and I haven't had an opportunity to talk about Singularity yet on the show. So could you, could you tell us a little bit about what that game is? I would really love to. Singularity is one of my like favorite games ever, like period. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. Like that's, I don't say that with a grain of salt. I like it. That's full enthusiasm. I love Singularity to death. It was my first LARP experience was playing Singularity uh, with the Riverhouse crew back when they still lived at the house on the river. And I had followed Josh on Twitter. This Okay, so I was born. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, so I had been following Josh Jordan, who was one of the writers on of Singularity on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I saw him interacting uh, with with someone else on Twitter and joking about how cool it would be to make a science fiction dating show mm. like The Love Boat or Newlyweds uh, mm-hmm. or just like capturing that kind of like nostalgic feel of like romance and like silly fun, but like in the super future. And I was one of like a few people who immediately jumped on that tweet thread and was like, please make this. Yeah. And then they did. And I, I backed it very quickly on Kickstarter when it went to Kickstarter. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm very happy to say that they did well enough that they they made two, like, genre supplements. So they did – oh, goodness, I can't remember the names of them. But they did a, a cryptids one, um, and then they did a superheroes uh, genre play, play kit for Singularity. And all three of those, Singularity Base and then the two expansions, are just like really earnest studies of who people are and what makes them lovable, which is one of the things that I really love about Singularity. Oh. Yeah. That's very cool. I, I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but I did uh, I did get a copy of it. And it's it is. It's just it's such an interesting experience. Yeah. Like, so that was your first LARP? That was my first ever LARP and I facilitated oh, yeah. it. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. I was the host. Um, you can actually hear it on, on the Game Closet feed. We, at that point, we were like, we were thinking that we were going to be a variety show. So I had three different mm-hmm. shows. I had Game Closet, which became the main focus. And then I had Critical Theory, which was like a critical analysis of role-playing games. And mm-hmm. then I had a, a segment called From Scratch, which was, we are going to sit down, we're going to crack open this book that we none of us have read before and we're gonna learn and play this game um wow yeah so i we sat down we learned and read and played singularity and it was phenomenal i loved it so 
Singular. I I should actually talk a little bit about like what singularity is or like what like yeah. I don't know. Like how, how does, so so it's a LARP, um, and you've got someone is the host, which yeah. you were the host, and that's sort of the facilitator. Um, what does the facilitator do? Yeah. So the facilitator's job is to make things dramatic and juicy. So um, I had a blast doing that. But essentially, you are the host of a dating game show. Mm. So you are there to make things entertaining. You're there to make sure that the audience has a good time. You're there to make sure that the show stays on the rails, um, that you don't like spend too much time on one segment, that everything's mm. paced the right way. Uh, so you're kind of like half director and half player. And, and you okay. are there to make everyone else look good as well. Which is very easy to do because all the characters in Singularity are like super interesting. Yeah. So what what does Singularity, what do they give you as the host to kind of help you do that? Because I can imagine that's very intimidating, especially if it's your first time LARPing. Like, a little bit. Here, make this interesting. Like, yeah. what, what, did, what did you have to work with? So the thing that I, I loved about Singularity that um, I am using quite heavily in 13 Demon Princes is the show format. Um, so Singularity plays off of the kind of like tropey, episodic nature of those da- those dating shows mm-hmm. to say like every single show has a group date and then it has a single date and then it has like final statements and then it has the decision. And so what Singularity does really well, especially for the host, is saying here's how much time you should spend on each of these. Here's what's important about each of these. Ooh. And then here's how to like crank it to 11. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. So Singularity has the, like, the, it starts out with a group date. So all of the characters and the star of the show who is looking for a date are together in, like, a common area. Mm-hmm. And as the host, you're supposed to, like, have everyone together, like, celebrate all the cool, fun things that you're doing on this group date. And then after about 10 minutes, ask the star to leave. Uh, and then tell the mm. characters, yeah, tell all the, like, contestants, like, hey, the star is gone. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> um, and try and, like, stir the pot that way. Okay. While at the same time, having the star, quote unquote, off stage, still hearing all of these things. Oh, good. Yeah. So, like, that's just kind of an example of how they give the host some extra tools to, like, fit within that that really, like, cool framework. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So that that sounds like something that that you know a a, per, a person could follow reading through yeah. the book for the first time. And then all of the all the rest of the players. So somebody does play the star of the show. Then yeah. Um. And then the rest play play the 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 various suitors depending on your your genre of choice. There. Yeah. Uh, how how much like freedom do they have with the with the characters that they're playing? Like, is there a a preset for them, or you know, like what are what are they given? Yeah, so they are given, um, they're given what's called like character kits. Uh, Mm. so they are told you are a sentient MMORPG or (laughs) you are an awakened turtle. You are a dead planet. Um, and then like about 500 words of who that character is, what they care about, like that kind of thing. So there's not really a lot of like character creation. Okay. But that's a good thing. Yeah. So singularity is like very high concept because you're you like you could be playing the glitching after effects of a broken webcam. How do you create that character? They've mm. already done that for you. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like it really it really does a lot of the heavy lifting of like character creation for you, but then it also tells you like here's what you want and here are the things that you're worried about. 
Yeah. Yeah, um, I can imagine even with that much kind of given to a player that they're never played the same way twice. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, ha- have you played since the since your time on the podcast? Um, I will admit that I have not, but I have, okay. like, this burning yearning to... Um, yeah. Like, and now I guess that I've written De- 13 Demon Princes, like, I will have to use this game. But I have always had this idea of, like, going to a convention... And making a big event out of Singularity, because it is, like, it's very much a game that can be played for an audience, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. Right? And you, like, with all the little placards that say applause or Mm -hmm. ooh, I would just love to do that on a stage. That's so good. I love I love the idea of audience involvement in games and how mm-hmm. that affects the way you play them and how you involve the audience as a player and like that, that's the coolest shit to me. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so that's been like my gaming fantasy of like what if I could. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you can. You can, Taylor. Yeah, you can here's make the this thing. happen. <laughs> we have this power. Very cool. Okay, so I feel like that that gives us a pretty good idea of of what you were working with um to begin with. And so uh, why, why 13 Demon Princes, Taylor? <laughs> well, Meg, why 13 Demon Princes? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, so you are kind of to blame for this. Uh, yes. <laughs> because I, I saw you tweeting, and again, this just reinforces the Taylor lives and breathes on Twitter. Yeah, um, same though. Like, <laughs> uh, I saw you tweeting about Skyrim, uh, which is a fantasy video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> And in Skyrim, I am very unfamiliar with that world. Um, Me too. But apparently, the like creation mythology of that whole universe is that there were thirteen Daedric princes, yeah. um, who uh, Daedric is like essentially like demon. Like mm-hmm. the Daedra are demons. They look like demons. They act like demons. They're really cool, but they have mm-hmm. a, like a fun fantasy respelling of their name, <laughs> <laughs> as as they have to. Yes. Yep. <laughs> And so you were talking about, like, all of these demon princes and their dramatic lives, and then you said the magic words. What if there was a game show, a dating <laughs> show about these, mm-hmm. or, like, a visual novel about these? Yep. Um, and I, yep. I knew what I had to do. Yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, what a good friend. This is, yeah. You're just reinforcing my, my shit posting is what's happening. So. I mean, the- I'm an enabler when it comes <laughs> yeah. to shit posts. Yes. The more people who say, oh, I did this thing because of a dumb thing you posted on Twitter, the the less likely I am to stop posting dumb things on Twitter. So, um, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, this this is very good. Yeah, I was I was thinking I was having it, it explained to me the this thing about Skyrim, which I still haven't played. Maybe one day I will. Dan got to the part about, oh, there's 13 demon princes. I stopped listening because I was already imagining like this needs this is an Otome game. Like this is absolutely it's it's so good it's such a good it just begs to be made yeah it does and you made it and i'm so psyched so you made it it is it is a hack of singularity so you you went with the game show approach yeah it sounds like and okay so why don't we start with is there anything like mechanically that you that you changed for 13 demon princes or or added or removed yeah, there wasn't really anything that I removed because I like like I said Singularity is one of my favorite games like ever <laughs> written. Yeah. Um and <clears throat> so when I was when I was making 13 Demon Princes, um I wanted to think, okay, how do I make Singularity into demons rather than uh into um, you know, these these transhuman characters. Mhm. And 
I, I looked at some things that I saw in games that worked really well for what I was trying to achieve, and I, I added those. Uh, and there was really only one, like, big change that I made to, like, the mechanical, like, thesis, I guess, for the game. Mm-hmm. And most of it was just small little wording changes or encouraging folks to be more dramatic or pick at each other maybe a little bit more. Ooh, okay. Um, because I see demons as more capricious. Yeah. And so when when giving folks the instructions on how their characters should interact within this framework of the dating show, I, I spent a little bit more words on talking about how to stir the pot. So oh, okay. advice to the host on maybe jumping on pointed comments or, or asking, so what did you think of that? Um, mm-hmm. And really, it's more on that advice section that was changed in terms of that framework. Um, but I did add two kind of mechanical things with a capital T to it. The first is demon blood. Um, so we're just going to be spraying demon blood all over the place. Good. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and demon blood comes from a very, like, it comes from a place that you might not expect a mechanic called demon blood to come from. Mm-hmm. Um, but it comes from Golden Sky Stories. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Didn't see that coming. Um, and so Demon Blood is essentially the dreams mechanic from Golden Sky Stories, oh, where um, yeah. if you see a character doing something that you really enjoy or that is cute or that like makes people laugh, you give them uh, a little Benny. Uh, or if you're playing with Meg, you give them a little heart-shaped gem. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, oh, I, wow. I took that kind of reinforcement mechanic uh and then I, I looked at the demons that I was making. And we'll, we can talk a little bit about the, the demon princes, the 13 demon princes. Oh, yes, um, we will. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at, like, what made them dramatic. And then I said, any time that any other player does this, give them a, a token. Give them a piece of your demon blood. Mm. Um, and then you can spend demon blood to do different things. You can um, you can shed your blood to like appear in a scene. You can shed your blood to change a detail about what's happening. You can spend just one point of demon blood. Like you could you could just barely spend anything to to do like a color confessional to say like, mm, uh oh, <laughs> you wouldn't believe what she said next. Uh huh. That kind of thing to just like really bring bring the dating show into like the modern kind of reality TV feel. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping that 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 is as dramatic as I am am planning on it being, and I hope that people really like that mechanic. Mm-hmm. And then I also looked at like how dating shows have changed from uh, like Love Boat or or The Love Connection or mm-hmm. like any of those, and they, you know, back in the day. Uh, <laughs> They were very, like, episodic or one-offs. So you'd have the entire story of the search for, uh, you know, the one in one episode. Um, mm-hmm. And looking now at dating shows like The Bachelor um, or even other, like, uh, reality competition shows like Survivor, um, they're very episodic. And you, have, you start with a large cast of characters mm-hmm. uh, that slowly gets, like, dwindled down to, you know, the finalists. Uh, and so I added a, a mechanic, um, and a structured, like, framework to telling those long stories. So you can have a game of 13 Demon Princes that lasts 13 episodes, uh, Ooh. as you go through all of the characters. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, so I'm really, really super excited about that because I think that there's a lot of like juicy drama there. And I, I again stole another mechanic from another game. So this is this is just a bunch of hacks together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took a mechanic from a game called The Final Girl, which is like a slasher horror game um, okay. where you have a shared pool of characters amongst the players, and one player may play a different character in the different rounds. Um, mm-hmm. And the more you play a character, the m- the more likely they are to last until the final scenes of the game. Um, Ooh, and so, okay. the m- if you are playing with like a group of four or five players, you share this pool of thirteen demon princes. Um, and the more the more episodes a prince is in, the better they the better chances they have at like overcoming challenges or um, mm. like avoiding being voted off that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I was I was starting to get worried. Like, oh, no, if you vote somebody off, they don't get to play next time. But that's great. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, so I'm I'm super excited about that. And and those two are just, I mean, all three games that I really borrowed heavily from are, are games that I adore. Yeah, that's that's cool. I wasn't expecting to find out about campaign play. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> this is surprise. Cool. Yeah. 13 Demon Princes does it all. Um, <laughs> I also wanted to ask uh, you when you mentioned encouraging more like pot stirring and like yeah. picking at things. With a game like this, uh, how how and where do you go into like safety mechanics? Oh, absolutely. Right away. Before I yeah. even get to like the framework of, of the game or, or how to run it or, or even like yeah. who the characters are. Um, safety mechanics are, are one of the things that I really wanted to, to address. Um, and I use four kind of like big ones. Um, and I lay out each of those four big mechanics and talk about like why they're important and how to do them. Um, in a quick way that you can like get a quick read on them, know mm-hmm. what they're about and know how to use them. And I would be remiss if I didn't give a call out here on on one of them, or at least one of them. Um, but I use, you know, I use the X card by John Stavropoulos. So for those not familiar, if you haven't listened to an episode of Modifier, uh, <laughs> uh, it's just an index card with an X on it that sits within reach of everyone. And anyone at any time for any reason can hit the X card to uh, either rewind or stop conversation or just, you know, you know, remove whatever content is 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 an issue so i encourage folks to x card problematic play or if competition gets too much you know you can have that conversation and pause but then i also have other things because i don't think that the x card really covers every single situation that you need Mm -hmm. and it might not be contextually appropriate so if you use the x card it means that something has already happened that's bad so the other safety mechanics are all kind of like set up to make it so that the x card is your last resort so I, I don't know if folks are familiar with the concept of lines and veils, but lines and veils are another thing to talk about what content is acceptable at the table. Lines are things that are hard off limits. They're never brought up during play. There are things that we just say, this is not going to happen ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, where veils are things that are kind of like a fade to black situation, um, where we're okay maybe saying that it happened, but we don't know, need to go into detail. So for example, for me, uh, I'm very upfront about my lines and veils. I have a hard line against like sexual violence or racism or sexism or any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I have a veil against drowning or spiders. So like we can talk about someone who has, you know, their powers are spiders, um, mm-hmm. but I don't need to hear about the legs or <laughs> like the mandibles yeah. or anything. Um, so that's lines and veils. 
And then I have to give a shout out to to my friend Dave Lepreau, who is at PlantBird on Twitter. And they came up with a really fantastic phrase for talking about romance in games, mm-hmm. um, which I have used in like every single game that I have written since then. Uh, and I always want to make sure to give them credit for it. And that's the phrase courtship, not coercion. Ooh. And it it's supposed to like sum up the guiding principles of romance in role-playing games. Mm-hmm. So we say that like... This game models real life behavior. And just like in the real world, you know, our actions can be fun and flirty, but as soon as you hear hesitation, back off. Uh, and if you have to argue for something to happen in, in the game, even, even if it's just a little bit of argument, it's off limits. So we're not there to, to coerce people into storylines or events. You know, yeah. we're, we're there to have fun and, and know when to back off. Awesome. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's very cool. And then the final safety mechanic is something that I've come up with, which is ask first, ask often. Um, mm-hmm. And so always try to preface your actions by saying, is it okay if, or I'm thinking about, mm-hmm. um, and making sure that you get like that verbal and enthusiastic yes from your fellow players before jumping into stuff. Um, cool. So just ask first, ask often. Yeah, I like that. I feel like it's especially in a game like this, when the purpose is to be as dramatic as possible, like you really yep. need all of those uh, on on the table for folks to use. So it's very yeah. cool. Yeah, and I and I I'm sure that like actually going through the game you kind of get the idea of what's what's involved. There should be no surprises. Right. Uh let's talk about these demon princes, Taylor. Heck yes, <laughs> let's talk about them. Um so the first thing is that you have guest writers writing yes. the princes, right? Yeah. So um I have three demon princes. Um and I think I should say before we get too far in, like Prince is an honorific title. Like okay. we have we have demon princes who use all different types of genders. Mm-hmm. Um because if you are a forty story pillar of salt, um words <laughs> like boy or girl don't really mean a lot to you. <laughs> yeah. So you know, princes is, is just like a, a catchy way of of <laughs> saying like these are people who are important. Yeah. So I have I have three of them written that I wrote for our like promotional quick start, uh, but then we have ten guest authors who are each writing their own demon prince, uh, and I am over the moon excited with like some folks who are really interested in this. So yeah, yeah, like I'll I'll talk about the the three that I've written just briefly, and then I want to. Mm-hmm dive into some of our guest writers because i think that yes. they're really awesome so uh, we have as i am scrolling because i mm-hmm. you said at the top of the interview i i have good names for things and these demon yeah. princes are no exception that so, is very true <laughs> uh so i i have the writing done for the demon of the hunt who revels in athletic prowess and competitions fair or otherwise i have the demon of repugnancy who loves all things declared unlovable and who delights in all shapes deemed grotesque. And then I have the demon of scorn who takes in those shunned and who forges weapons made of spite itself. I love them. Yeah. And I think this is something that is a a concept that I wanted to start with. Like foundationally, I don't think that a lot of the things that we like call sinful or like devilish are really all like that bad. So a lot of negative character traits that we've seen in like Western American literature, like being emotional or angry or like having an appearance that is not, you know, deemed beautiful. Like, um, I I don't think that those are 
bad things or make you a bad person if you are if you get angry or if you look ugly um and so like i wanted to take a lot of things that people like put the term demon on or like ascribed to demons and like really find the humanity in those things and like not to say that some of these demons aren't like actual hell beasts like (laughs) who are capable of of like inane evil um but like I, I wanted to still make sure that we as human players could relate to them um, yeah. and like find redeeming qualities in them. Listen, um, demons contain multitudes. It's, yeah. It's fair. <laughs> they are, they are large. Yeah. <laughs> so the demons that I, I have gotten some friends to, to get interested in are, are all kind of filling that, that mold. So we have the demon of light and darkness who watches over searing brightness and impenetrable shadows. Uh, which is written by my friend Frankie Garza, and they are at Frankie Extra on Twitter. They are fantastic. They really love pro wrestling um, <laughs> Good. and uh, and Sentai fiction. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah. They wrote a, a Sentai quest for Follow, uh, which I think everyone should play. It's, it's very good, um, yeah. and it really leans into that genre. Excellent. Uh, and then I have uh, the demon of lies and deceit, whose illusions tapestry the whole of creation. Mm. And that's going to be written by Acer Tolentino, uh, mm. who listeners of Modifier might recognize. Yeah. I have uh, the demons of bargains and deals, who always broker equal exchanges in both the physical world and in our souls. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's going to be written by Toby Abad. Oh, awesome. Yeah, of a single moment fame. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the demon of knowledge whose hoarded libraries span the existence of all thought um, by Ara Bell, who folks might recognize as being part of singularity. Mm -hmm. Um, Very cool. So, yeah, I I knew that um, I needed Ara's writing on this uh, because it is a love letter to singularity. So, yeah, I have the demon of upheaval whose destructions uh, whose destruction levels cities and unmakes kings. Ooh. Yeah, and that's written by Corv Leary, uh, who wrote another one of my favorite role-playing games of all time called There Is No Way Out of This Arena. And oh. if I could just take a break from talking about demons to talking yeah. about gladiators, um, <laughs> There Is No Way Out of This Arena has one mechanic, which is you are a gladiator fighting things in a gladiator arena, uh-huh. um, and you are going to die. And so it's a two-player game. One person plays the gladiator. The other person plays the arena. Um, The gladiator has a set amount of health, and Mm -hmm. the arena rolls a 20-sided die and removes that amount of health gradually from the gladiator um, and then gets to narrate the fight that happens. And there's a, a mechanic in that game which... I think is the most illustrative mechanic for the concept of futility that I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, which is that the arena gets one mercy roll where they roll the d20 and then they add that amount of health as the arena shows mercy to the gladiator. Oh. And then play continues as they kill the gladiator. Oh, oh boy. Um, oh. So it's a really rough and heavy game. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really glad to have Korv on to, to write that. They they are like absolutely fantastic. That's awesome. Um, yeah, they they also are on the Blue Dawn podcast. If anyone wants to take a check out with that, I have a couple mm. Blue Dawn folks in here. 
I have the demon of nature's unbridled power, whose storms sink continents, and who lives inside a single acorn. <laughs> and I'm very excited for that single acorn bit. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Uh, so and that's so small. Right? Like a tiny little unbridled power. <laughs> God. Uh, and that's written by Nora Blake, uh, who has a few games out and who does many, many podcasts. She has a very, very adorable Star Trek Discovery podcast that she does with her partner <gasps> called Excellent. Hollow Sweethearts. Oh. Right? <laughs> that's so good. We have the demon of the exchange and portioning out of power who delights in both controlling and being controlled. Ooh. Right? Sweat drop emoji. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's <laughs> that's going to be written by Rob Abrazado. Oh, cool. Yeah. I was so stoked that Rob was excited and I was like, what? yes, please. <laughs> yeah. And then we have the demon of pestilence who gathers illnesses, parasites, and plagues like fine pieces of art <laughs> by Megan Tolentino. Oh, cool. Yeah. They both were super excited about it. And I've been friends with them um, like since I started doing podcasts and stuff yeah. so um finally getting a chance to work with them on something has been a dream come true oh that's so good <laughs> and then two more we have the demon of excess who delights in decadent indulgences and who abhors guilt of all forms <laughs> i'm uh, into it <laughs> and that's by dr melody watson cool and then finally we have the demon of dreams whose nightmares rock the mountains and whose visions put the mistiest rainforests to shame oh and that's another sweat drop emoji one. Yeah. Or or maybe. I, I still haven't seen these yet, which yeah, we'll talk yeah. about in a little bit here, why I'm excited about that. But that one's going to be written by Shannon Dapper. Uh, they are also a member of the Blue Dawn podcast. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So those are the Demon Princes. Those are so good. <laughs> like, ah. Uh... Okay, so how how did you instruct these folks? Like, did did you send them sort of your naming convention or or anything about the princes that you had already written or had you already written? Like, yeah, so I had not written anything for the demons. Mm-hmm. Um, I except for their names. Mm-hmm. So the demon of dreams, whose nightmares rock the mountains and whose visions put the mistiest rainforests to shame. That is all that I have for that demon. Okay, yeah. So I had the list of the thirteen. And then uh, as folks approached me with interest on working on the project, I said, here are the demons that I have. Um, Ah, okay. And then uh, almost like unilaterally, every single person said, I love this one. I already have an idea for what I want to do. Like, can I do it? And so I, I said, yes. And so like essentially the direction for this is... Please write 500 words following this format of, mm-hmm. like, here's who they are, here's what they might look like, here's what they want, here's what they're worried about, Ooh. that kind of stuff. And then uh, Singularity has something called a, like, a, a thing of note, which is what each contestant might be looking for in a potential partner. Mm-hmm. And so I, I said you know, please, cont- uh, or please include a thing of note. And then also, what is their demon blood? So essentially, like, what are they going to be rewarding other players for doing? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and so everyone is going to be, you know, coming up with what these demons look like, bringing their own, like, artistic vision to these demons, and then also giving giving the players a way to stir that pot or to, like, make things dramatic that reflects their own design. Oh. And the I think that the reason why I am doing a Kickstarter is because I want to, you know, I want to pay folks for their work, but I wanted this to be a project that from its inception wasn't just me like writing this game. It's, it really is this group effort of 
all of these designers coming together, bringing these like vastly different demons to life. Excellent. That's a really cool thing. Um, <laughs> this, uh, I, I'm, I'm sitting over here. I didn't realize that you had done all of the demon names, which yeah. I shouldn't be surprised. Taylor, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Oh I told God. you, naming things is my RPG they're, superpower. They're so good, um, <laughs> and I, I, I love that everybody just like was immediately drawn to like a specific mm-hmm. demon. Like that kind of gives you an idea of like there's a good spread. I, yeah. I can't think of a better way to say it. <laughs> um, I was really cool. encouraged. We had a couple folks who who said, "Hey, I've got like maybe these two or three in mind." Mm-hmm. Um and there were some overlaps, sure. but there were never anyone there was never anyone who was like, "I want to do this one only." And like another person said, "I want to do this one only." They yeah. like in any time that we had an overlap, they approached me and said, "Hey, which one of these two should I do?" And it was very easy for me to say, "You should do this one or you should do this one." Yeah. So oh. Cool. Like no, and none of them got left behind either. Like none of yeah. them were like, eh, maybe not this guy. Like they're they're <laughs> so you get this sense from them already. So so that's awesome. I can't wait to see like what they turn out to be. I don't know. Yeah, there's there's not. I guess we're we're living in in suspense now uh, for a little while about these guys until um until this Kickstarter funds. So yeah. it better fund because I need to know who these demons are. <laughs> I need to know who these demons are. I have I have avoided like giving folks the thumbs up go ahead until we fund just because sure. like I don't want to like curse myself and say like start this and then it's not happening. I will say though that even if we don't fund 13 demon princes will happen. It will just be like me paying folks out of pocket as I can afford to do so. Yeah, it'll <laughs> over it'll a long take longer and we will be in so much more agony. So everyone yeah. please please save us from ourselves. <laughs> Uh, did you want to talk about uh, Josh and Aura and, and did, how they're really. involved in in this love letter to their game? Yeah, yeah. So I I, I will say that I w- I have been like very excited about Singularity since its inception, and so having the like explicit support of both of its authors has been really meaningful to me. So when you and I were just talking like on Twitter and saying like, wouldn't this be cool if this was a thing? Josh piped in and said. You know, if there's anyone that I trust to write a Singularity game or to, like, use the rules of Singularity, it would be Taylor. Oh. I know, right? (laughs) Josh! Um, And on that day, my heart grew three sizes. It was already very large, but... um, (laughs) So, like, getting that explicit permission of saying, like, yes, please do this um, has been really meaningful. But then also, after the Kickstarter launch, Josh approached me and said, you know... I, I'm really excited that you're doing this and it makes me happy that you are like you are compensating your writers in a fair and like like a really good rate. Mm-hmm. Um and if if you would like to, I won't like ask anything from you, but feel free to have a backer tier where you give out copies of Singularity to folks who want it. Oh. Um and like his support for the project in volunteering Singularity as like an add on or or like an additional tier uh, was something that I could have never like even dreamed of. Like that's, it, it might not sound like a lot, but like that really made a huge different difference. And like, I got emotional. I was like, Oh shit. Um, yeah. Cause like you can't get that much 
more supportive of saying like, here is this thing that I made, use it for the, the dream that you have. And also like, you, like celebrate that it comes from this lineage of singularity, like yeah. that it is a, like a direct descendant of this game. That's, that's wonderful. I, I'm so happy when designers are like encouraging, like it's, it's one thing when they're like fine with you making a hack or, or yeah. playing with their system, but when they're like go above and beyond in their support is like, that's awesome. That's what I want to keep seeing. So, yeah. mm, cool. And over over the like couple years that I've I've known them, Ara has been like a really great friend and a design in- influence. Um, mm-hmm. And like their game Message was the first like nano game that I ever read and played. Mm-hmm. Um, Singularity was my first LARP. Message was my <laughs> first nano game. Like, and the way that they write has fundamentally changed not only the way that I write, but the way that I design the way that I like think about what stories I want and having them involved in the project as a guest writer, uh, for, for one of the demon princes has, is also just something that I am like super emotional about. Awesome. Oh, right. Like I'm making my dream game here. That's so (laughs) one of my many dream games, because I also forgot to mention when I when I was talking and giving my spiel at the beginning that I'm also working on a game called Descent into Midnight with my best friends, Rich Howard and (laughs) like everybody. That'll be a that'll be a future episode for sure. I can't wait to talk about that. Man, how how dare you? All these warm, fuzzy feelings around this game of shitty demon princes. And that's the that's the exact emotion that I wanted to capture, um, where I wanted to say, "Here are these impish, horrible things. We love them so much." Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I want to talk about one more thing. Yes, uh, who is who is the the star? I'm glad that you asked because just like Singularity, the star can change. Any oh, okay. number, of, any one of the thirteen demon princes can take on the role of the Morning Star. Is what we oh. call it in in thirteen <laughs> demon princes. Excellent, good. So yeah, uh, the the star is not set, which again is a way to like every single game of thirteen demon princes is going to be different because every single game is going to have a different star. Okay, they're all looking for different things. They're all they all give out different things. So yeah, very cool. Is is there anything else that we should know about 13 Demon Princes? Because it is a television show, a dating sim television show game, <laughs> we we are offering, uh, and this might be getting into the shilling part for the Kickstarter, hey, hey. Um, we're offering advertisements in the game. Um, so <laughs> I, I would really love to have like full page ads for like either things that exist or don't um, in the game. And we have backer levels for you to contribute those ads. Oh my god. Incredible. So speaking of, the, it is on Kickstarter right now when this episode drops, whenever that happens to be. Um, yeah. And it will be for a little while. When does the campaign end? Do you know? It ends. And this is this is another really like great, great thing. It ends on my birthday. Oh. Uh, October 19th at 7.30 p.m. All Central right. time. All right. Cool. So we'll have so. that link in the show notes so people can go take a look. And... I, I should take one more moment to talk about something else that I want to talk about, which yes. you know how we were talking about how cool it would it be to do like a live live show or like at a con with an audience. Mm-hmm. The event organizer that uh, I go and run games for every Gen Con is called Mams Gaming, M-A-M-S. Okay. Um, and we are going to be putting on a, uh, a big production of 13 Demon Princes uh, at this year's Gen Con. Yes. 
I don't have too many of the details yet because we are still in the like initial planning stages on how to make this happen. Yeah. Um, But the more over the top and more dramatic, the better, because that is entirely my brand. I am so hype. I better not be doing anything when this is happening because I need to be there for this. (laughs) We'll we'll plan, Meg. (laughs) Okay. Okay, good. Oh, wow. All right. More more incentive to check out Gen Con. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Taylor, I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited for you. This is Oh my great. goodness. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I like I can barely contain my excitement for this game. Like yeah. I it's oh boy. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just grinning the whole time this episode, just listening, like, this is so good. This is Yeah. This is my face so hurts, cool. Meg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, same. Um well, where uh where can folks find you and your games? on the internet. Yeah, so you can find me living and breathing on Twitter at Leviathan Files. Uh, you can find all sorts of podcasts that I do on iTunes. Mm. Um, I would really love it if you listened to Game Closet. You can find my website, which I am in drastic need of a facelift for, <laughs> uh, at riverhousegames.com. And then uh, I made a tiny URL for the Kickstarter because it's easier to remember than the whole big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find the campaign at tinyurl.com slash rhg13dp. So Riverhouse Games 13 Demon Princes. Excellent. Yeah. And I'll, I'll make sure we put uh, all the links to those things on the site, too, so folks can get to them if they forgot already. And we'll shout about it on Twitter because, holy Hell shit, yeah. this is so good. <laughs> There is one more thing that I do want to talk about, if you are okay with it, Meg, which is that we have a really awesome artist who's coming on to do some of the art for these Demon Princes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if your listeners might know who she is. Uh, Her name's Megan Dornbrock. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's on Twitter at Meglish, and Mm -hmm. she has just... Like an adorable art style that I think really lends itself to the the whole these are horrible things, please love them oh, no. uh concept I hear she shit posts a lot, I don't know a little bit um, I think <laughs> yeah i am I am excited to talk to you some more about this because i would <laughs> i'm yeah, thank you <laughs> I don't have anything useful to add to that, just thank you, and this will be fun and good, hell yeah. Uh, Cool. So, so if I didn't say it enough yet this episode, uh, go back it so that we can all make this cool, weird, cute, t- horrible thing. Um, thank you, Taylor. <laughs> I'm so glad that you were able to join me for this. Absolutely. I always love talking with you, Meg. Huge thanks again to Taylor for being on, finally. And please check out his links. You won't be disappointed by any of his podcasts or games or projects. And definitely give a look at 13 Demon Princes before the campaign is over. That's all for this week, heroes. Follow Modifier on Twitter at Modifier Podcast, or send us questions, comments, and suggestions through email at modifierpodcast at gmail.com. Modifier is part of the OneShot Podcast Network, an incredible family of RPG podcasts, including shows like this one. Total Party Kill is a weekly live Twitch stream where John Patrick Cohen, Eddie Klinker, and James Dugan play through Cephalofair Games' Gloomhaven. Join them in the stream to play along through the action and interact with a constantly changing cast of characters and special guests. Or watch them after the fact on the OneShot YouTube channel. TPK airs Thursdays at 7pm Central at twitch.tv slash oneshotrpg. To find out more about this and other shows on the network, visit oneshotpodcast.com. Modifier's theme music was created by my favorite Bothan, Cat Greenfield, whose myriad talents are on display at catgreenfield.com. 
Join me again in two weeks for another episode of Modifier. See you then.